Thank you again and welcome back to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I am your host, Jerome. We're on volume number 132 of the Quarantine Lean Edition. Hopefully everybody's having a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Man, we just gonna jump right into the bullshit. Okay. Tristan Thompson, right? Of course, we could say he's a man that likes to move around and be with several women. Tristan Thompson also has children with several women. He was formerly with Khloe Kardashian, okay? Khloe's pretty cool, down-to-earth person, I think. But um, Tristan was basically in a relationship with her, and he constantly cheated on her um, in public, obviously, because I think he's dropped like three children on her. You know what I'm saying? Within the past what five years maybe six years okay cool we get that right well not okay cool he was down he's he was wrong for that ladies and gentlemen he was wrong for that before i get more into this topic one thing that i'm asking black people as a whole to do Stop being so emotional that in our decision making and our judgment, we remove logical decision making. Because one thing for sure and two things for certain, right? I'm not going to say that. I was going to say something. I don't like spreading a narrative like that. I love black people. I want us to love on one another. And I want us to get better in regards to how we treat each other and how we judge somebody and how we project judgment on other people, especially on social media. Because right now, social media is the new norm. The things that we see on social media, a lot of this shit is real. And it's being portrayed as being real. So we have to stop with a lot of this dumb shit. Okay, now that I, you know what I'm saying, went on the soapbox. I'm going to go on the soapbox a couple of different times during the show. But y'all stay tuned. Let me get back to Tristan Thompson. Okay. His past, his last baby mama has went on record. And stated that she has zero income. Her name is Miss Marley Nichols. Right? She stated that she has zero income and she wants Tristan Thompson to pay $9.7 million for their newborn child. Now, according to different sources or allegedly, they are stating that Tristan Thompson does not want any part of the child, which to me is like, what? You had sex with this woman, unprotected sex with this woman, Tristan. 
And then surprisingly, she got pregnant. And now you don't want any part of the child. And I don't want to hear the argument, guys. Right. Oh, well, she probably said that she was on. a. No, 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 no. You know, right. What happens when you have sex? Even when you wear rubbers, sometimes a baby still comes out. It's just that simple. So we don't want to make excuses for Tristan. Again, he is in the wrong for this scenario, but obviously he's going to have to go to child support court. And 9.7. And the only thing that you hear, and I know that I mentioned earlier, black women, but you, the only thing that you hear is karma, karma. Well, he got his and he got his and he got his. And I'm just sitting up here thinking, okay, do y'all really think this is cool though? And 99.9% of the women is saying yes. And then you have some other men going along with this. Like, well, he knew what he was doing and this and this. You know what? Nah, man, that's not the point. They knew what they were doing. Right? It's because... The judgmental side is coming from two different scenarios. Number one, she was Tristan's side chick. And number two, he was cheating on Chloe. Right? And we know he's wrong for that. But here's where the emotional side starts to come in. They know that Tristan is rich or, or wealthy. He's not rich. He's wealthy. And they know that he could afford the nine point million, the nine point seven million, but they're forgetting about the fact that what? The mother. The mother says she has zero income. Zero. See, this is where toxic thinking starts to come in. Because everything the women are saying, everything that he does to Chloe, he's going to have to pay it back now. Karma. What? So if the bank charges, hell, that means black people should have been robbing Wells Fargo for the longest time. Hell, they've been charging us um, enormous, enormous interest rates. Unfair home mortgages. It just came out that 57% of black homeowners who tried to refinance their house through Wells Fargo was denied. For no reason. Denied. So does that mean that we should just go rob Wells Fargo because they did us wrong? No. It doesn't. Because in, the, in reality, right? There's a different way to do this. To settle things and make us whole. Right? So let's break this down. I want to really get into this. Right? And I want to talk about different things that are going on. Because, see, it is a trickle-down effect.
See, for the longest time, black women were being accused of what? Y'all know. Having more babies to stay on welfare. Hmm. Having more babies to get Section 8. This is what was going on. Having more babies to get SSI. Or a county check or whatever the scenario, whatever free benefits there were, black women were being dragged through the mud. These are all facts, by the way. Now what we're seeing is an enormous amount of all nationalities. These women were all, are walking in all nationalities. Right? The evolution of the gold digger. The Instagram model. Wow. Because now what is this breeding? Because you better believe there is a 15 year old, a 14 year old, a 12 year old, and maybe even 11 year old paying attention to this shit. Who does not or who is thinking, you know what? I want to date a ball player. We have women that are in their 30s. Nothing wrong with their body. Looking just as good and just as fine as all outdoors. They want to get body enhancements for what? So they can attract these men. Now, I'm not going to put that all on the women, but I'm just talking about it for one side just for a moment. Because I don't want y'all to think that I'm bashing women. I'm telling the truth. OK. This is the truth. They are setting an example for other girls, not only black girls. Because this, this lady's not black. Or that she doesn't appear to be. You know, if she is, she's mixed. And that's not a part of that because you're still black to me. But anyway, I'm not finna, even going to go down that rabbit hole. The problem here is, is that she's setting a president or a bar for all young girls all across the world. To understand, you know what? If I do this and I do this and I do this and I have a baby by a ball player. You know what? I could get money out of this. No one is saying that. But now let's bring it back to what a mother. A woman who is a single parent should be doing with their child. Regardless of what's going on. She has the responsibility to provide for her child. 
That's her responsibility. Not only from a motherly standpoint, but if they are not married, she has the responsibility to work. No one is saying nothing about that. Like, damn, she don't got nothing. She can't provide for her own child. That's pathetic. It's lazy. And she knows that we are in a system to where the man, the burden of providing is put on the man and child support. But we got people out here saying, all my independent ladies stand up. What are they at now? Are they saying, oh, girl, you don't need that 9.7 million. You independent. Get it yourself. I chase my own bag. They ain't saying that shit now. You better believe they ain't. I just want us. I just wanted to talk about this because. We see black and I'm and, and I'm just going to keep it real. We see black women every day. On different social media networks, having conversations in our homes. On television. Everything. The only thing that they talk about is what? A deadbeat father. Not being able to do what? Provide for his child. And here we are. These ladies are lifting her up. Oh, yeah, girl. Go ahead. You got him now. He was dumb enough to do it. Yeah. For whatever reason, whether it's the cheating Whatever was going on, for whatever reason, they're championing this young woman to be like, you did it. Girl, you know, I'm so happy for you. The way he did you and Chloe, you should take him for more than that. Get everything you can, girl. But ain't nobody talking about that damn child. And ain't, and ain't nobody calling her a fucking deadbeat. Because she's not able to provide. So, you know, do you know what really that equivalates to if she has zero, zero dollars? That equivalates to her and her child being homeless in the real world. That equivalates her going down and saying, hey, look, I need some help. I got to get on food stamps. I got to get on welfare. In the real world. I'm going to have to be living in the projects. So y'all telling me, y'all applauding this lady who just brought another baby into the world. With no plan at all. Just sue his ass. It's a damn shame. 
It's a shame that this is, and I just want to remove the system out of this for a minute. See, once the money situation is removed and we really remove everything back and we just look at it just from a woman and a man, she's no better than he is. She's no better. She, her behavior is just as toxic as he is. Cause she out here looking good. I guess, quote unquote, living her best life. And she made a calculated decision and it's damn near about to backfire on her. Cause he already said he don't want to be a part of his child's life with his, with his low down dumb ass. Because what real man will say that just to chase after some pussy. Like my uncle say, you need to be tied down and whooped with barbed wire, young man. How dare you disown your damn child? Allegedly disown your own child. Really? Tristan? You had a good woman in Chloe. She didn't stuck with you. You can't be out here doing like that, young man. You got to do better. I don't know what y'all, the dynamics of your relationship is. In actuality, I don't know. I don't want to know. But it's obvious that Chloe was your main woman. And you drop, and you out here dropping kids on her, embarrassing the woman. I don't care if she's Chloe or, you know what, Jasmine or um, Mercedes. I don't, I, I don't give a damn who she is. Bro, you can't be around here moving like that. Hell, you might as well. You might as well should have been moving around here like, Nick Cannon. You feel me? Because one thing about it, Nick is going to take care of all of his kids. Y'all know that, right? Y'all do know that. Okay. 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 I'm just sounding off on that. I, you know what I'm saying? I needed to get that off my chest because I didn't like the, how that was being presented Um, because everybody was bumming on dude. And I'm like, damn, so the woman ain't going to be held accountable at all? But I digress. You know what I'm saying? Y'all let me know what y'all think about that. Now, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do, as a lot of you all know, is compete in sports. Me, myself, personally, back in my day, I was a really, really good uh, basketball player. And, um, I mean, make no mistake about it. Man, I have um, broken a lot of hearts on that basketball court. Put it that way. You know what I'm saying? By hitting the game in the shot and different things like that. I love I love stuff like that. I mean, it was, it was, uh, I live for it, actually. Um, but in the state of sports right now, we have an athlete. By the name of Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas makes history by winning the 500 meter freestyle for a Division I national championship. She is the first trans athlete. Thomas finished 
1.5, no, 1.75 seconds ahead of second place winner, Emmy Wyatt, who was at Tens, Virginia. Time and was a second best and little more than nine seconds of Katie Ledicki. And I mean, this is going to get ugly, ladies and gentlemen. And the reason why is that is because Leah Tom Leah Thomas is a trans athlete, so um, she's competing at this point in time in female sports. So the outrage has started to pour over into social media, you know, the crock pot, <laughs> so to speak. And baby, when I tell you this is boiling, ooh-wee, it's going up. It's going up. So, I'm just going to take a moment to calm myself down, right? And approach a situation. And I want to think about this logically, right? By removing emotion. First off, let me start by saying I don't have anything against um the LGBTQ plus community. Um, this is not about them, right? This is about women, period. I'm going to go on record and say um, a trans woman is not a natural woman. I'm going to go on record to say that. So in regards to Competing with natural women, I think that a trans woman is going to win 99.9% of the time. It is no doubt about it. We are starting to see more scenarios like this to where when trans women are competing in sports, they automatically dominate because they're stronger than women. A man's body is naturally the chemical makeup of a man is not the same as a woman. It's not the same. And Right now, what's going on is that there comes there becomes a scenario to where is this fair? Is this fair? But let me let you know, I'm getting this information from ESPN.com, right? Someone stated. The fact that she's able to show up here. Despite protesters outside, people shouting, people booing her, I think it's a testament of her resiliency. And it's also a symbol that we can both be who we are and do what we love. So obviously, Leah was swimming. She was a male swimmer. 
but a mediocre one. Competing against males. Let's just throw that in there, okay? So, here's another quote. This is how, this is, this is the reason why the pot is boiling, ladies and gentlemen. Someone stated, we, and I quote, we are not going to stand by and let women be displaced. The National Director for Young Women for America, we must fight for their rights. Oh, interesting. Concern for Women for America announced Thursday that the organization filed a Title IX complaint against the University of Pennsylvania. The future of women's sports is at risk and the equal rights of female athletes are being infringed upon. We are, I mean, we filed a formal civil rights complaint against the University of Pennsylvania in response to injustice. Okay, so... We see we see this as a scenario, right? Y'all bear y'all bear with me just for a moment. Right. So, um, there is a a transgender UFC fighter, right? And it was 2014 to where it once fractured the skull of her opponent. And the reason why I'm saying this, ladies and gentlemen, is is not because is there is I'm asking a question. Y'all already know what I think. Is there an unfair advantage with trans women competing in sports? We usually don't see it on the other side. I think there was one example of a of a trans uh, male boxer beating actually beating a male boxer. A natural male boxer. That's that that's in the books. But is that the norm? Especially when we see things that involve physicality. Swimming is a is a physical sport. 
If you ever want to lose weight, don't worry about your diet. Well, you know, you're going to have to include your diet. But if you ever want to get in shape, jog in place in the swimming pool about five times a week for about two hours and go lift some weights and come back and jog in place in the swimming pool. Go lift some weights. You know, do that. I promise you. When you get out and you stop or you or you put your physicality to, to the test. You're going to be a different person. It's no doubt about it. Swimming is one of the most physical sports that you could take up. Because you're using every part of your body. Everything. And with resistance. Know that. So. We're going to go down to. I think this is another thing. Elena McLaughlin. McLaughlin used a rear choke to get the finish at 3.2 at three, three minutes and 32 seconds of the second round. A former U.S. Army Special Forces, McLaughlin is just the second transgender woman to fight in the MMA. Do you know what I'm talking about? Special forces in the army? What? Come on, man. Some people are actually even saying that there needs to be a different area for transgender athletes to compete in. There needs to be a different spectrum. But I'm but but here's what I'm saying though, right? Is the like how would I mean is there enough transgender athletes to perform um or to even make up a team in certain states? It would be really strange. Because that would mean that basically a team of people, well, maybe in boxing, maybe in the MMA, but for basketball, baseball, volleyball, soccer, it's, it's just simply not enough transgender people to do that. As far as population numbers is concerned, as far as I know, hey, look, maybe I'm wrong. Um, moving right along, y'all leave y'all thoughts in regards to that. Jesse Smollett, ladies and gentlemen, has been freed. He's free. He is free on an appeal. I'm not going to say too much about this. Hey, look here, man. I said lock your dumb ass up for what you did because you not only did you embarrass yourself and your family, you embarrassed black people as a whole. But I'm happy that you're free. Right. What I would have sent you to jail. 
probably not gave you an extensive fine. But you know what? When you put yourself in an actual scenario to where you are compromising your own safety and freedom to clout chase, lock your dumb ass up. Fuck you mean. Sound like I'm in the hood, right? Sometimes I, I I hate saying "fuck you, me," but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, moving right along. As you all may very know, may very well know, I am from the rural South, Louisiana, to be exact. I was born and raised in the church. Um, one of my favorite hymns is I love the Lord. He heard my cry. I, I, as y'all can see, I'm not a great singer. That's why I was not in the choir. I was Ursher. But anyway, um, there is a, but it's not a real, it's not a really big discussion, really. I thought of this this morning while I was going to have my um, on the weekends. I usually I used to visit these different places, but now I'm just going to Golden Corral because I could pay thirteen dollars and get an omelet, grits, eggs. What will um, get an omelet, grits, pancakes, basically anything that I want. You know, what I'm saying unlimited for for an hour. So I think that that's cool. So I go to Golden Corral. But on my way there. Um, I'm going to be, wow, who knew Jerome is going to start back doing community outreach, um, right here in my city in Rockford, Illinois. It's going to be a new experience for me, but I'm thinking that I'm going to be doing some things differently from what I was doing in Elgin. But anyway, I got to thinking about, because I'm going to start back going to church as well. Me and my mother, we talked about it and, uh, she said, you know what, son, if you're able to go to the bar on Sundays, which I do, so, so shout out to the flow, you know what I'm saying? I go there and, um, you know, sit down and conversate and different things like that. She said, son, if you're doing that, you're able to go to church, which I agreed. And um, when I look, at the church, especially at the black church, I'm not gonna, you know, focus on any other areas, but at the black church, Part of the real reason or part of the real reason I think our church is suffering is that what place does a young man have in the church? What place does a young boy have in the church? Just ask yourself that. Nine times out of ten, if you go to church, the pastor there is old. The deacons are old. Even the piano player is old. And the only thing that's being done They're getting 
spoken to by the main person that's in the church, and sometimes that could be a male or a female, right? That information sometimes is recommunicated through the deacons and the mothers of the church, as well as the choir. But what is really going on there? What would keep a young man interested in coming to church every Sunday and Wednesday? Right now, when we see everything that's self-gratification, things that are going on on Instagram, things that are going on on Snapchat, things that are going on on television, sports, everything, what would cause a young black man to be a devoted Christian in today's world. And what is the church doing? Let's just keep it real. To save souls. To recruit people. To bring them to the cross. I'll never forget this. Um, one time... Um, I was talking to somebody and we visited their church and they stated that we were going to go in a community and talk to some people. I'm like, okay, so this should be different, but okay. Like, what's up? I'm with it though. So as we, I'm a little, I'm a little street, but I'm like, Hey, look, what are we going to say to them and how are we going to approach them? And the lady instantly got on the defense. She was like, hey, you let me handle this and this and this and this. I'm like, hey, look, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. First of all, how you talking to me? Because that's not going to go over well. And second of all, right, we can't come to these people like we have some sort of authority over them. Because what? We're Christian people. We should approach them with authority. We ain't God. And we damn sure ain't perfect. And I think that the woman meant good. And I, and I definitely, definitely think that she thought that she was so-called anointed and she had some type of, I don't know. But I quickly let her know, hey, look, this is not about me or you. This is about them. And how we approach them is going to be a very, very important step. So I just I just shut up at that point in time. I was like, OK, I'm going to see how this shit work. And to be honest, it wasn't successful. But at the same time, though. It takes a big person right to even go out in the community to what to talk to people me myself personally what are children or even young black men right what skills are they receiving
outside of singing. Outside of collecting money. Because we can see examples of everything that goes on in the church and we can see how it's handled. If it's rumors going around that your pastor is fucking Miss Marsha and, and your pastor married, then you damn well better believe that that young black man is going to be looking at the pastor stupid. And one thing that the pastor does not do ever, I've never seen it, is say, hey, look, one day, y'all, y'all going to be up here. Who in here wants to be a pastor? Raise your hand. Do you really want to fight for the Lord? Do you really want to be a leader of the flock? Do you know what? Hey, look, you come over here. Hey, girls, you know what? Check this out. You all are going to be mothers one day. The elders, the elder ladies over there. It's just y'all go over there and talk to them. And elders, y'all put something together. You know what on the weekends, right? When we're going out and we're trying to feed the homeless. You know what, fellas? It's your job. But it just seems like. They just expect people to just come sit up in the church, put their money in, listen to somebody for an hour and a half and go home. I got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. It is not that. With the amount of information that we have right now in front of our face. It's too much. It's going to be need to be something that's being talked about. It has to do with not only God, but in real life. One could say that the black church has not been honest with itself for a hundred for, for over a hundred years. We have not came out and say, you know what, hey, we do accept. People of all forms of life to come in our door. Hell, we should accept them. They coming in anyway. But see, there is a certain level that you got to come in with. Some people don't want um, women wearing short miniskirts. I could understand that. But hell, she came in the door. You don't know. She could just be leaving a club. It could be something going on in her life right now where this is the only safe haven for her to come to. And you know what? As soon as she walk in the door, ain't nobody saying nothing about God or come here, baby. Do you need some help? Is everything all right? The first thing that we do is what's she doing with that damn short skirt on? Baby, is everything all right? Are you OK? Check this out. OK, this is what we do on Sundays, right? We really do appreciate you. Do you have children? Are you married? Don't don't make her feel as though. Or if we see somebody, let's just be honest. If we see a gay person come in, a lot of people turn their nose up at that shit. Oh, baby, that's in the Bible. 
Yeah, it is. But it's also in the Bible to love and respect your husband. Is you doing that? Right. So, you know what? Let's not let's not do all of that. Right. The person came in to praise God. Let God be the judge of all that. We got to stop. And this is what I'm talking about. We have to stop these things that's going on. We have to rebuild the church. The body of Christ should be active in several different ways. Ladies and gentlemen, it has more to do than someone coming down, sitting down and looking at a person for an hour and a half. That's why I've always been a big proponent of Sunday school and a more interactive standpoint. Because it seems as though can't nobody challenge the pastor in regards to what he said. Hey, you know what everybody check this out. Right. See, church is more than just church. How are you going to expect people to be strong on a Christian on a Christian journey and you're the leader of the flock? And the only thing that you want to do is talk to them. See, back in the day when I was going to church, you know what? Hey, look here. We was instilled. With the word. Hey, look here. You're not supposed to be out here having having sex with a whole lot of with a whole lot of women. It was looked down upon. If girls or boys had children back then. It was looked down upon. What? Hold on. What church you go to? Hold on. They pregnant. Are you? This is how you know it was here. Are you for real? For real? She got pregnant. Because it was unheard of. This was back in the day when your young daughters and their virginity, it was not known, but it was expected. These things happened when they went off and went to college. And got and, and, and found them someone that was good enough for them to give their body to. And I'm talking about young ladies now. Hell, these days, shit, if somebody's 12, oh, do you know that's natural? What? See, this is what I'm talking about. We wonder why different things are out of order and out of control in our community. And the main thing that we're leaving out, hey, listen here, man, y'all come over here and sit down. We need to talk to y'all. Unfortunately, what you guys are doing is not working. We have to rethink the system. Where's a black where's a black man's place in today's church? What does he do? What value does he add? From a, even from a godly perspective. Because I've just been talking about functions, but now let's talk about God. How is he being used in the church in regards to God? Is he a mentor? First off, 
First off, is he fit to be a mentor? Second off, okay, you know what? You single? Okay, well, you know what? We're not sure that you need to be around these young girls then. Let's just call a spade a spade. We see it all the time. Hey, you know what, brother? To be honest, you're walking with a twitch around here. You're with a lot of young boys. Is that a... We need to, we need to know who you is. We need to put you into a... Okay, so you like cooking? At first, I was talking about precautionary. I don't mean no harm, y'all. I'm trying to do some good here. This is a real conversation, right? Hey, look, you like cooking? Okay, well, check this out. We could use you in the kitchen, right? On all of our bake sales. on our, And these things are probably going on, but give them something to look forward to. The Bible... The Bible says that everyone has an ability or a talent. What in the church is bringing that out? Amen. Now we talking. Right. What in the church is exactly bringing those talents out? Because we can see. That there is a master communicator. At the, in the pulpit. We can see the musician's talent and we can see the and we can see the singer's talent. Well, what about everybody else? Somebody is doing the accounting. Right? We don't see it. Or maybe we're just not paying paying attention to it. Or maybe these people are not Highlight it enough and, and let them know that they are needed. You know what? I need all my carpenters. We got one carpenter in the church. Hey, you know what? Let's make it a goal. Son, you want to be a carpenter? Okay, this is your guy right here. All right, as long as y'all coming to this church, you know what? Doing what you need to do, you know what? No problem. Who's having problems paying their tithes right now? Raise your hand. Well, you know what? You don't got to raise your hand. Um, If you don't want to. Send us a note and let us know. You know, we got some other things for you all to do if you would be interested. Because tithes, paying tithes is not only through through money, right? It's also through service as well. You know what I mean? So if y'all don't got that, listen here, it's no problem. And we don't, we want to, we want to see the best you available. For real? Okay. So what you talking about? You know what? Hey, look. Those ladies over there, man, I tell you, they've been wearing those same hats for the longest time. Would you mind, um, and it's not going to cost you no money. You could either use our our church vehicle because, you know, for the longest time, the church, you know what I'm saying? One thing about it, the church showed on mine um, investing in a bus or a van. Get a car. The church needs an actual automobile, too. Actually, several automobiles. You see what I'm saying? Several. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. But, well, I'm just going to say, you know what? I think it's very, very ridiculous that every time a funeral happens, somebody has a rental car. You mean to tell me the church don't have a family car? 
Out of all these ties everybody paying, they can't afford to get no car. For general purposes. But anyway, now we're back on track. Hey, you know what? Let's take the ladies, if you could, please. If you could just go over to Sister Mary and Sister Martha and um, Miss Irene and, 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 and pick them up and um, run them down to the mall, you know, just have an outing with them today and, you know, do a little shopping with them and, and just bring them back. You know, we are, we'll really appreciate it. And for this and for this week or, you know, what I'm saying this month, that'll be your service to the church. Is that all right with you? How do you feel about that? See, these are the type of conversations, ladies and gentlemen, that are not being had with younger people. I feel that are not being had with younger people. And for the most part, it's just all old people in. Um, and I could be speaking from a naive standpoint that is still offering the same old school knowledge and it's not connecting. And you know what? Listen here, gentlemen. Um, on on Saturday, right? What we're gonna do, all of us, regardless of what's going on, if you can make it, um, that would be great. But if you can't, I understand. On Saturday, what we're gonna do is we're gonna one Saturday a month, right? We just got a plot of land. All right, it's gonna be an all day thing from from probably about eight to three. Um, we got a couple projects that we're doing. We're going to be planting our first natural or community garden. You see what I'm saying? We're going to do that. We're going to have to alternate these Saturdays. Okay. Then we're going to go down to the parks. Uh, we're going to set up, we're going to be doing some barbecues, uh, this summer. Um, where the kids are at, invite the kids out, have them play basketball, this, that, and the third, let them know about our vacation Bible school program. Just to interact with the community, bring the parents out. You know, we're not going to be playing um, no music or anything like that. We're not going to be taken out of our environment, but, you know, it's going to be some nice music on. You know what I'm saying? Something that's going to be representative of the Lord. But at the same time, what we're really doing is trying to give back and saying, hey, you know what? If you all need a helping hand or if you don't have a church home, um, Saint, then this is just an example. St. Mark's Baptist Church is here for you. That would be able to give people something to look forward to outside of them just coming to fill up like, oh, man, damn, again, $80 again. Just with no question. See, that would give people an opportunity to expose themselves. You know what, man? I really did. Hold up. How you how you do that? What you what you talking about? How I do that, man? This boy right here seemed like he he hadn't opened up to nobody. But, man, you. Open them right up. This is the most he didn't talked in days. For real? Oh, well, I mean, I don't know, man. You seem like you're pretty good with, with children or or, or uh, every you. Do you have a job or do you want to, like, what you want to do with this? You have a gift, my brother. This is the gift that God have given you. We see it. Everybody in the park sees it. You see what I'm saying? Oh, when this lady, when she's out there and... All of a sudden, there is a um, there's an opportunity available to say, you know what? Hey, look, we're gonna be helping homeless women. You see what I'm saying? Um, and we just want some volunteers, right? We can't afford to pay y'all right now, 
um, you know, there's going to be a small stipend, but we can't afford to pay you all what an actual stylist would be making. You see what I'm saying? Would you all mind helping us, you know what I'm saying, give these give these ladies a, a makeover, right? Bring them in, treat them really good. Let's, you know what I'm saying, let's give them something that they probably haven't had in a long time. And that's some real attention, right? Put them in a safe space, regardless of what they, regardless of what they got going on when they leave here. When they're here, we're gonna treat them well, okay? All right. And then before you know it, everybody's just seeing this woman just over there, just glowing. I'm talking about she is really enjoying servicing other people. You know what, ladies, I really thank y'all. This has been on my, she's, she's displaying her talent. You see what I'm saying? So I think this portion is what's missing from young black people or black men being in the church. What are they doing there? Let's see here. I, I think we're almost coming down to the end of the chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Y'all we are coming down to the end. As a matter of fact, I'd like to thank you all again for joining us today. It was definitely my pleasure. I bring you all this podcast. You can follow me at Jerome Thornton on Facebook, Thornton media on Facebook, virtual hustle 77 on Instagram and Rome empire on Twitter. Thanks again for tuning in to the chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I'm going to holler at y'all in a minute.